0: Listeners, you are in for a very, very special treat today. We're joined by Barbara Schotinger. She is the Dean of the Weiu Executive Academy and Associate Professor at the Institute of International Marketing Management at the prestigious Vienna University Business and Economics, along with being in a small group of coveted female business school deans, Barbara has years of industry experience in the business world and in consulting. She also has extensive experience as a lecturer and executive educator in marketing and international marketing in North America, Europe and Asia. She's received several outstanding teaching awards and since 2007, she's been the academic director for the professional MBA marketing and sales. Her research and work has been published internationally, and she's also an author. She's highly sought after and regularly appears in publications and media such as Forbes. She's been an inspiration to countless women and leaders across the globe and really makes personal and professional transformation look effortless. We are deeply honored and humbled to welcome Barbara Stottinger.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, you make me blush with this introduction. I hope I can live up to your standards now. <laughs> so, uh,
2: what we'd like to do is uh, is jump in. I think you know we've Sonal's given us a, a really great uh, overview. I'm wondering, could you share just in your own words, maybe a little bit more about about who Barbara is personally?
1: I think what, what makes me as an individual, and I think it's, it's both professional and personal is, uh, what I've been doing all my life. Uh, and my life is about learning and education. Uh, learning, uh, on a personal perspective, uh, I'm a very curious person. So if there is something that you need to know about me is it's curiosity and not in terms of being nosy, but learning more, um, pushing myself out of the comfort zone which I do and then regret, but then don't regret anymore uh, because it always is about advancing uh, what I know and who I am. And I think that's very significant for my life. And I think I have turned that into my profession at the same time because it's education. So the curiosity, knowing more about things, knowing more about life, knowing more about profession is also what I want to share. Uh, and I think uh, this is why I Maybe chose the career path of education later on in my professional life um, after several years in industry, because this is where I have my growth zone, learning more, sharing that, exchanging ideas and where I think I can have the biggest impact uh, with what I'm doing on the people I work with.
2: That is so beautiful. I mean, it sounds to me like with this this curiosity and your desire to to learn and grow, and now being in the academic world, you're really living out your life purpose.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is something. Uh, it started out more as an intuition than something where I would say uh, I can describe it as my life purpose. Uh, but if I would um, share one thing that I've learned over the years is also describe it as 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 my calling yeah so my Mm. what what do I want to be remembered for yeah so when when I talk about who I am and and what it is I think it's always difficult to phrase it in words but one way or one picture that uh, that I would come up with is if I would look from the end backwards of my life yeah so my life has come to an end what do I want to be remembered for, or what would I be proud of myself? And I think this is um, this is what I could share. Yeah, staying curious uh, all my life, hopefully until the very end, if if I get uh, the chance. Having a, a positive impact on others, uh, people I live with, I work with, and I think a third point I could mention here is is using my talents. Yeah, so I think we are. Coming uh, to a workplace, to wherever we are, with our talents, and this has been always a very strong motivation. Making the most out of it, I got so many gifts. I feel I have to make the most out of it, and I feel it a responsibility.
2: Hmm. I'm I'm getting goosebumps just listening to <laughs> to all of this. It's it's beautiful. So so building on that, you know, one question that we love to ask here, out of our curiosity with you, is Barbara, if your life story. We're going to be published in a book, what would that book
1: title be? What would maybe, what would the book cover say? Book titles have to be very short. So I'm not sure I can live up to that promise, <laughs> but uh, I think something that, that would definitely fit uh, on there is, is you have to leave your comfort zone to make the magic happen. Oh, and I think this is something I've, I've learned throughout my, my life. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I'm very curious. I'm pushing myself out of the comfort zone. This is how I learn. Uh, this is how I grow. This is also how I learn that I make mistakes and learn from that. So it's not always uh, the glorious picture. And um if you ask me about the book what uh, i would like to see a picture on that book as well and uh, i think it could be a kaleidoscope yeah i liked uh, i used to have that as a as a something to play with as a child and you look through that and you see the glass stones and you turn the glass the, the kaleidoscope a little bit and you see a different picture of sparkle and you turn it again but before you turn it if you like it really well you don't know what to ha- what the next picture or the next setup of the kaleidoscope will be. So you have to leave something behind to probably sim- find something more even beautiful, but you never know. So I think this, this point of insecurity is something what I would also compare to, to moving out of the comfort zone. Uh, it takes a little bit of risk, it takes a little bit of courage, uncertainty, but usually always something um, more magical happens, like with my kaleidoscope then.
2: You are such a descriptive speaker. I mean, I I'm getting these visual images and I remember the kaleidoscope and just seeing all the colors. <laughs> I can yeah. see it so clearly and we always talk about in coma with clarity and I've I've got the clarity. I can I can see exactly the analogy that you're, you know, that you're describing and I hope our listeners are are paying attention here that, you know, it's so easy in life to, to get, to be comfortable and find a place where you're, you know, everything's balanced and you're, you're in a good place. But I like this idea that really to, to realize the magic, you have to be willing to step out of that comfort zone and, and explore something new. So that's, uh, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. Um, So, Barbara, you know, we'd like to drill in a little bit on Mm -hmm. on maybe one or two, say, personal transformation stories, you know, whatever you choose to share. And I'm wondering, given this um, this comment that you've made about the comfort zone, perhaps you could you could share with us one of your earlier examples or stories in your personal life when when you learned that, you know, the magic happens when you stepped out of that comfort zone
1: is probably uh, let me stick to the the, to the to the picture of the kaleidoscope and not always is the next picture the nicer one yeah but eventually Mm -hmm. i think it pays into something and this is when the magic probably doesn't happen immediately but comes later and i think one of the biggest transformation when i look at the, the professional environment was really um and it had a lot to do with my personal transformation as well yeah it was a it was a professional situation i was up for a certain promotion for a job uh, my uh, entire professional environment was encouraging me to go for this new role uh, my my boss was saying oh you have to you have to do that you have to apply um so we were already making plans. What would happen next? And then, in this, in during this process, things started to not turn out that well. Yeah. And then, first of course, you have a gut feeling, and you say, "Hmm, things don't feel right. So what's going on?" Um, and fair enough. At some point in time, when this promotion was uh, decided on, it was not me getting this job, but somebody else. Um, and at this point, there has been so much effort, so much um, emotion, so much hopes going into this promotion, so much encouragement, um, that I was devastated. Yeah, you know, in life you have certainly you have certain moments where you exactly know where you were and how you failed. And this is one of those moments. So when I get the phone call saying, you know, well, didn't work out, you didn't get this promotion. Mm-hmm. Um knowing that you have to work with the exactly same people who have encouraged you to go for that. And then there was certain twist in, 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 in the situation. I think this was um, this was definitely moving myself out of the comfort zone. Not a lot of magic happening there, I have to say, Uh, but looking at the situation in hindsight, I think it has been one of the best starting points for magic to happen a little bit later in life. Yeah,
2: that's I mean, I think everyone probably throughout the course of their career, you've had moments where, you know, things didn't exactly go the way you had had hoped. But often we we try to manage our mindset and look and see something positive. Something great can come out of that afterwards. Hmm. That's a that's a really uh, that's a really good one.
1: If I can add yes, to that, please, you know what what please. happened next. Yeah. So first it was a complete state state of shock. Yeah. So I felt on a personal level betrayed. On a professional level, it did not bring me where I I thought I deserved to be or I wanted to be. Yeah. And I had to work with those people who made the decision. Uh. And and I think that added to uh, to extreme
2: yeah. stressful
1: situation professionally and personally. And but on the other hand, the way the steps I took, I think, helped me a lot for future career steps yeah on a personal and also professional level and transformed me yeah so it's not always the good things that make this transformation uh and and i really like your analogy with the butterfly yeah um you transform through such situations uh but it's not always the comfortable ones um uh, or it's not always the outcome is comfortable in the beginning
2: could you, could we go a little bit deeper on that? So you're in mm-hmm. this situation, you had all these people, you know, encouraging you to go for the promotion and now you're still working with them. You said you, you took a few steps. What, what did that look like? And did mm-hmm. ultimately, did that, uh, maybe, maybe just help us understand that a little bit more about what did, what actions did you take and, and how did you process that to move forward?
1: So I think there were two, two things that helped me, um, get out of the situation and learn from it. Um, as I said, and later on, I think these learnings have been extremely helpful for me. Um, on a personal level, I think the, the immediate decision was to say, fight or flight. Yeah? Do I stay with that mm-hmm. environment? Do I want to continue there? Uh, and I decided to stay uh, and to fight. Yeah? And mm-hmm. I think this comes probably even earlier on in my, my teenage years, my, my young adult years, I came across a book, by coincidence although i don't really believe but in coincidence in those situations mm-hmm. uh by viktor frankl uh who is a logo, uh, has uh, founded logotherapy uh one of the big psychological schools if you so want and he uh you might be aware of his book uh, the the um in search of meaning, and he has this is a survivor yes. of concentration camps. And I think he I he was my role model from very early on. I remember reading this book first time at the age of 17. And I said, In what state of mind does a person have to be to survive and thrive such a situation? So from then on, yeah, it, it took me really, really strong. I thought the situations that I'm facing are nothing yeah, uh, compared to what other people have to go through and how they manage. I think not only going through, but how they manage. I think this has always been a strong push for any challenge I was facing. And this this book and this, this, this notion of what was going on there helped me also through that situation. So that put me in the right state of mind. Uh, I think it's very strongly also related to my values in that context uh, to, you know, uh, to stand up and 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 do what feels right for you and i think that was uh connected to this idea and professionally i, I went out and 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 sought for help yeah i went into a career development program for uh, academics at the time uh, you know, and you learn that what, what sounds like the big drama for you at the moment, others have other dramas. Uh, they look at you and they see usually the much better and nicer things out of your drama. And that helped me out. Yeah. So that has been a really, uh, a lifeline out of the situation, but it also helped me shape of, uh, who I am. Uh, what do I think? It helped me in a next step of self reflection, uh, and i think this was the this is where the magic started to happen i think i gained a lot more awareness than if everything would just have been smooth the
2: looking back and and the book you're referencing i know the exact one you're talking about about really trying to find that meaning and purpose even in the most difficult of times if you can if you can find that meaning and you can learn something from it you can grow and uh, those those kind of lessons can be a little bit painful. But uh, like here you are looking back and reflecting on that all these years later, um, clearly had an impact on 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 the trajectory of your life.
1: And I wow. think you get to know yourself much better during those situations. Yeah, you you're you're challenged in so many ways. Uh, what you thought would be, you know, your strengths or your capabilities, you know, all of a sudden you have to re rethink and reshape and I think also um, get to know yourself much better. And I think this is, uh, this looking back at this situation and what happened uh, afterwards in, in other career steps, I think that has been invaluable to get to know myself better, to be in a position next time around, uh, yeah, to be in a better position simply. I like that. And, uh, you know,
2: when you talk about getting to know yourself better, we look at on, on our value, the, the one of a kind, you know, cause we believe that each one of us is unique and, and brings something, you know, magical to the table. And, um, it sounds like, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, uh, reading this book at the age of 17, that's pretty young. And that's a, that's a pretty deep, uh, deep book there. Um, was that, uh, would you say that was, uh, was the beginning of when you really started to, to truly understand your desire for this, uh, life of meaning. And you talk about your calling and kind of looking at the, the end of your life and wanting to leave a legacy.
1: Um, I think this was the starting point and it had something to do with, a. uh, uh, uh... a a traumatic situation in my personal life at that point. Yeah. So I was a a, a teenager, had a very normal, well, uh, well well-kept life in, in, in a great family. And out of a sudden my, my father passed away. Yeah. So, um, Mm. And I think this is, you know, in in hindsight. And again, I think that adds to to what I said before. Sometimes the most difficult challenges turn out, and I wouldn't say in that case as a blessing, but has he, he, they have helped me to become the person I am today. Yeah. So, and as I said, I don't think it was a coincidence, but I. I I came across this book and I did, you know, in school, you have to present books and I don't know why I thought this would be a good book yeah, because there are, there are a lot of things that resonated with me. And I, I think what probably came out of it that I with this incident in the family happening and grew up much, much quicker uh, than others in my, in, in, in my cohort, yeah, because they did not go through those experiences. But again I think this was an advantage because I grew up earlier I had to think about certain things earlier I had to think about how to develop my own life uh and not not waiting for my dad to have uh, to come up with some suggestions yeah so what sometimes is 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 really a drama and, and and not that I would yeah like to repeat it necessarily yeah but what I think this has told me this first episode has told me how to make the most out of uh, challenging situations. And it it has built my value framework. And if you say, you know, uh, for me in in choosing a job, in choosing uh, a profession, it was always about meaning. Yeah. I wanted to have a job that's meaningful. And that's probably long before we talked about purpose or purpose-driven organizations. Yeah. It had to make a difference for me and had to make a difference for others. Yeah. And I think this is how I, uh, what drove me to education.
2: Well, you are, you are definitely making a difference and I can, I can just hear the, the, you know, the passion and authenticity in your, uh, in your voice. You know, you, you've spoken a little bit about, about your childhood and I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about your father. That that's, uh, that's heartbreaking. And it, it sounds like, you know, you tried to, you know, that really propelled you forward, but it's a, it's a really sad, um, story and and now here you are and and I'm assuming you have your your own family now um, when we yep. think about your your personal life how do you see the lessons and the experiences that you've gone through um, on how you're sharing those within your own family now today
1: yes I do have uh, two children uh 21 and 17 and um and I have my I, I wouldn't call I mean Extended family of my students. Yeah, I don't only teach executives, but bachelor and master students where I see them in a situation where they are choosing their life paths, uh, their first jobs, uh, their internships, uh, which direction to go with their studies. And I think where I'm very passionate about with these. Young adults, I think it's our responsibility, and I like this expression very much that I heard from a U.S. colleague once, sending the elevator down. Yeah, If I had Mm -hmm. known 20 or 25 years ago what I know now, uh, I probably would have made some different decisions or maybe not. But, you know, simply raising points of awareness, giving some directions, um, letting them hear my experience and my experience is my experience. And there are a lot of others out there and I'm not, uh, I don't have the truth or the wisdom, but I have my experience. And with some that resonates with others, maybe not, but uh, even the few that it resonates with, I think, uh, again, I come back to my values. This is where I can make an impact. And I give you um, an example during the COVID times we were teaching online bachelor students. And I thought, how can I make up for the classroom discussion? Uh, The vivid interaction we have, it's something different online, particularly with these young uh, youngsters. And I thought, well, what can I bring to the table? I work a lot with executives. I see career development. I see those young kids 15 years, 20 years later in life. What have I learned from executives and how they drive their careers? What's important to them? And I've been doing, you know, uh, answering their questions uh, on on career, on life work balance and how people 20 years ahead of them see that. And I think this has been extremely valuable for me because I have the impression I can share something. But it's also been extremely valuable for my students yeah, because they say, oh, wow. Yeah, I have never thought about how to choose an internship uh, or, or how to choose a career and, and what will happen if I have family. And, and, you know, um, so I think that's what I try to do with my kids. Yeah. Share my insights, share my values, um, share my failures, share my successes and yeah, from, from a human and, and at eye level, I think that's important too.
0: You've been listening to the Como Factor podcast, a show featuring personal and professional transformation stories hosted by transformation practitioners and co-founders of the Como group, Christine Strohbush and Sonal Trevetti. If you like our show, please give us a rating and a review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends, colleagues, or family. If you'd like to follow along online, join our community on LinkedIn, And bookmark our website, thecomofactor.com, to receive show updates and inspirational content daily. Well, I'm going to jump in here now, Barbara, and I think it's just so fascinating to to hear about your personal transformation, especially given that I've known you more on the academia side, you know, being a student of yours um, (laughs) at the Wayu Executive Academy. So it's really, really cool. And, and I also think it's really fantastic, um, you know, as Christine said, um, you know, you really are very authentic in terms of having this, this purpose, right, of making a difference uh, for not only for yourself, but for others. And I think, you know, in many ways, you've achieved that, right? If I remember correctly, you grew up in that beautiful town, Linz, <laughs> in Austria. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. And uh, and then eventually you decided that you wanted to pursue your education in business administration. And that's what took you to to Vienna, Austria. And um, there from your studies and doing your postdoctoral, you're now, you know, a a global leader in academia. And so I'm sure like throughout that journey and that process, um, you probably underwent a lot of professional transformations as well. And so I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into what that, that large, you know, professional transformation was for you. And, um, you know, can you just give us an overview of what that was for you?
1: Yeah, I think um, uh, you have highlighted uh, a, a few uh, steps in, in 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 my long uh, professional life. I think studying in the end, uh, uh, working in education was not the primary goal. Yeah, I wanted to be a business professional in marketing because that, that's another passion of mine, yeah. But somehow I, I, st- I started to, to teach uh, when I was a young PhD student, uh, basically more to make money than anything else. And I, it turned out I really liked it. Still, after finishing my PhD, I decided to go into industry. But this teaching, this research aspect that I uh, enjoyed during my PhD, never let, 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 um, I didn't let go of it. I mm-hmm. continued teaching, and then all of a sudden—and this is where sometimes life has some uh, twists and turns—a uh, chair in international marketing was opened up at View, and I thought, "This is a good opportunity. I have to work there." That, that that brings back me back to university, my passions back together, and I started a career as academic. Yeah, um, has that always been my plan? No, things happen. Yeah, so when I look at CVs and they are fully polished, uh, I think their life, as we all know, has twists and turns, and uh also i believe you grasp the challenges uh that are there for you yeah so it's not a coincidence uh that i entered in, into academia and i thought my life would be an academic doing research going on conferences teaching etc yeah and my biggest transformation probably was uh, taking over the deanship uh, uh, about seven years ago, moving from uh, being a researcher and an educator into the field of administration and leadership. So I think this has uh, changed me substantially, yeah, changed the way how I work substantially. So again, professional uh, and personal development and a lot of the things that I've learned until that day I think came in very handy. Yeah, so the first incidents I talked about, uh, the learnings I had about myself, uh, came in really well with this new challenge of being uh, a dean for executive education.
0: Well, it definitely sounds like it. Um, given you know all the success that you've had, that said, you know there had to be some challenges along the way in terms of getting that clarity. So certainly you discovered Mm -hmm. early on that you were passionate about teaching and learning and researching, but going from, from that to just, you know, noticing that there's an open position, you know um, to become chair to now becoming Dean, you know, along the way um, you know, certainly you said that um, things happen, you know, and it doesn't happen by coincidence, but how were you able to really ensure that um, you had clarity of where you wanted to go with this leadership role, especially given that um, I mean, even today, like I feel like, you know, just having spent a better part of my career in the corporate world and the politics and, you know, all of the things that that come with, you know, climbing up in, in more senior leadership roles, um, sometimes it's it's really hard to navigate that. You know, and while you might have this big audacious dream, really making sure that You've got that clarity to, to drive towards that goal, that vision, you know, what were some of the things that, um, that helped you to, to get that clarity along the way, as you, um, you know, went through this transformation journey.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, probably regarding the role of a dean, it's not something where you say, okay, you wake up one day and say, oh, I, I should become a dean Yeah, So, uh, yeah. this is not, not how it works. Uh, and, and, uh, it. It's also a role that you're appointed to here, yeah. So, um, the leadership, the senior leadership of the university uh, looks uh, looks around and see and for for people who they believe will be able to take this role, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dean role here has uh, commercial responsibility, has academic responsibility, so is somewhat set apart from the typical academic career, yeah. How did that happen, or how did I? Be- bear myself as i said it's not where you say oh you wake up one day and say i want to become a dean yeah what i really always did is, is and this is where my curiosity comes in i always was passionate about educating myself so i did a lot of uh you know personal development uh career development uh, topics i i thought about leadership i went into leadership trainings without ever thinking that i would eventually get into this huge leadership position, yeah? But I was interested in how people uh, work together, how do you motivate people, how do you lead people? And I had leadership roles in different uh, circumstances uh, in terms of major projects or research projects where you have international participants and and the like, but it was not like formal, hierarchical, more on a project leadership uh, perspective. And and I always wanted to do a a really good job there as well. So I thought, okay, if I take over a major uh, research project and I have people working together with me, Maybe not through a hierarchical role, but through a project lead role, uh, what do you need to do to to motivate them, to keep them happy, to keep communication flowing? So I've been unintentionally, probably to a certain extent, training myself throughout all these years on those skills and capabilities. So when the opportunity came, uh, I think I was ready. Yeah. Um, And through those, those, Building my competencies, I think you also learn so much about yourself. And I think self-reflection uh, was always something and still is until today. Yeah, So there's no day where I don't think of, uh, you know, how have I been doing today? Is there something I can do, something I can do better? Um, who can I ask for feedback to, to do things better? Who will give me a good, uh, you know, help me improve? Yeah, so there is not a single day where I don't think about these things and actively do something about it. So I think it's, yeah, again, this is where curiosity comes in my way. Uh, I think there is still so much to learn from me and so much to grow that uh, the uh, I, I try to get to know and, and experience more every day. And I think this has helped me to prepare for that role and also perform in that role.
0: Absolutely. And I just hear um, so many examples as I'm sitting here listening to you about how you really took, you know, ownership for navigating to a certain extent, you know, the the path that you are on. And I think um, certainly like the self-growth and self-learning is a big aspect of that. And I think any successful leader, you know, will tell you how important that is to to really kind of take ownership. But the other thing that I've even personally observed just going through my executive MBA journey, you know, under your leadership is that you know, with that ownership, you have to manage, you know, multiple stakeholders across all levels. (laughs) And oftentimes, you know, um, there are easy personalities and there are challenging personalities, you know, that, that come our way. And how did you kind of navigate, you know, that and, and how are you able to, to do that so well, you know, in terms of, um, really engage with with those stakeholders across multiple levels, and still be able to to take ownership.
1: I think the ownership comes from the strong set of values um, that guide my behavior. Yeah, so I have a certain uh, framework or a grid what I perceive is right or wrong. Uh, not 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 necessarily morally, but how I think I want to. Run certain projects, run an operation. Yeah. Also, in terms of personal behavior, where do what do I accept and what don't I accept? And what if I don't accept, what do I do next? And this is where it comes back to fight and flight. Yeah. I think if you, if, if you reach a certain clarity for yourself in your own values and how you want to treat others and want to be treated by others, then certain things get easy because you identify behaviors or from which you can accept and the ones you can't. And if you if you go over that threshold, if you can't accept, then you know naturally now it's the point for action. And I think that has helped uh with challenging characters, yeah, in the be it in an MBA program or in within the organization, um, to to have your own internal compass, I would say. What has what what else has helped me actually was my marketing background. Yeah, So uh, when you think about stakeholders and, and, and managing and navigating, uh, it's, it's very similar to customers. Yeah, What are their needs? Uh, how can you explore them? Uh, is there a way that you can, uh, you can satisfy them, uh, show them different ways? So I think that the mechanisms I learned in, in learning more about marketing has helped me also uh, navigate stakeholder uh, communication. Or, or bringing different people uh, together yeah even what sometimes seems not so easy yeah so I think that, again this is where you know I learned marketing uh, I worked in marketing I think also that piece of my knowledge and skill set has helped me tremendously today in my role
0: that's that's really really interesting and I mean and you're absolutely right, you know um really understanding um the needs of an individual, whether it's personal or professional, is, is like the first step to really, you know, helping um, to have a productive, enabling a productive um, outcome, I would say. And so uh,
1: let me just uh, add please. one comment, and I think that goes back uh, probably to explain it a little bit better in terms of value system. Uh, I think I want to have an impact. Yeah. So how can I make the life of a person who's struggling or finds a situation challenging? How can I have an impact that this person feels more comfortable or sees uh, that we can get along in a certain way? So I think it all is interconnected the more I think about it. yeah, And the more I look at it from 20, 25 years of professional experience, it all builds up to what it is today.
0: Indeed, indeed. And a lot of, you know, kind of um, the lessons that you're sharing with, with our listeners today, um, you keep coming back to, to your mindset and your values, you know, and it's all about, it's, it's very purpose-driven, I feel like. Um, And, you know, you, you talked about uh, Victor Franklin, who was a, a early role model for you through Kind of his outlook on life and his experiences, but how do you yourself, you know, as you navigate through through your life, how do you how do you keep that meaningful mindset? Because again, we're all human, you know, at the end of the day, and we all have high moments and low moments. We have, you know, life changing experiences um, that that often you know make us pause and, and reevaluate. But you keep, again, coming back to to your values, having that mindset um, for you. How do you how do you ensure that day in and day out?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, I think to a certain degree, this comes with practice. Yeah. So, as I said, uh, probably at the age of 17, I had these ideas at the age of 23 when I finished my studies, you know, I had practiced some of that and, and you know, the way how I chose my studies my specialization, how I chose my job, how to go into marketing. Yeah, this um, People being around people doing something good. And you can say marketing, you know, is satisfying needs or, or delighting customers. Yeah. So also that uh, looking, looking back at that, and this is basically training, training your muscle for that. Yeah. So today I think very often in my daily life, it, it, this is just, who I am and how I act and I think I learned sometime along the way that authenticity the way how I am and putting that to the to the forefront uh, makes me better yeah and and you feel when you are you know uh, when you are in in a flow and that's very often when you are authentic, when you can live and be the way, how you are. And I think once you have realized this feeling and it's, then you want more of that and you see that authenticity is actually something that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, on the other hand, if if that all sounds very rosy, no, it's not. And my days are not the same every day. And I have challenging moments uh, <laughs> every day. Uh, what do I try to do? Um, I have my personal treasure box where I keep positive Messages from colleagues I like uh, from people who are enforcing my value system. What when I say I want to make an impact, somebody is writing to me and said, "Oh, this conversation as I that I had with you as a student twenty years ago that really meant a lot." So I have my personal virtual treasure box, and many other things go into that, and I think that helps me through uh, through those moments. And then. Time outs in in a in a busy year, yeah, uh, I come back from a long vacation and those vacations help me get out of my daily routine, see something completely different. so this is why usually seaside uh, and and uh, is involved because I don't see the horizon or I can see until the horizon, and simply looking beyond the immediate next helps me you know, getting into the thinking mode, reshaping mode, going back to my values. Am I still in my, uh, where I should be? Uh, and that's how I try to, uh, how how I try to do that. Not always successful. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to make that clear. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you learn from uh, falling down and standing up and moving forward.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and as we said, you know, we definitely saw the vacation glow from from France when we started this. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> but I I love that idea, that tool of having a personal treasure box. What what a great idea! And you know, oftentimes like those affirmations, um, I think are so important um, to pivot. So I, I love that. I've never heard of that that one before, and uh, definitely want to incorporate that. So. We talked a little bit about um, you know your your role models and other influencers, but along the way, have you had other um, role models, whether it be friends, colleagues, family, that um, that have been instrumental and um, supportive in this journey of of having that that meaningful
1: mindset? I think there have been a lot of role models. Yeah, I, I think it's not always, you know, the, the, the famous people that everybody know, uh where you would say this this is my my role model. Yeah. I think role models always, particularly early on in my career, uh, were women, women in academia, uh, which was a rare species then, uh that has changed pretty pretty substantially. Yeah, uh, looking at how they they do their job, how they behave in in, in, a, in this setting, yeah. And then I think role model, picking and choosing from what inspires you from different people. Yeah, that can be quotes, that can be situa- how others, yeah, or let me rephrase it, yeah, the, so... Role model very often, what I like about biographies uh, of of different types of people, I love biographies, yeah, Mm. Uh, of contemporary uh, personalities, but also going back in history, you know, how have people dealt with challenges and what has helped them out of it, yeah, Um, and what have they learned from it? I think this is something that I'm, uh, when I look at role models, is that what can, what can I Take along those lines. Yeah, The challenges they've been through, how did they manage, what have they been taking away? And I think this is what I've been looking for in many different people, um, in many different celebrities, famous people. And what can I take out for myself? So- just again,
0: you know, I think um I could spend hours, <laughs> Christine and I could spend hours, you know, talking to you. And, you know, what what we see is an extraordinary, you know, wise, fun leader, you know, and uh and woman. And there's so many unique, you know, qualities about you that I think um are just very infectious and and inspiring. But how did you discover for yourself, you know, what was kind of one of one of a kind or unique about barbara um along along this journey of life
1: how did i find out i think uh through a lot of self reflection and validate with people who who have an interest in you yeah so who really you know it's not like oh give me feedback and uh you get the superficial one but people who who really also want to contribute to your to your own growth and i happen to have many people who thought that with what they have to share and give to me they could make a difference for me yeah and i think this is this is probably how how i develop my perception of being one in a kind the second thing that i want to mention i think it took me a long time yeah and i think that might be more uh to acknowledge the fact that i'm one of a kind yeah and it's still fine still some parts in me think okay yeah yeah i'm i'm somebody i've did something but am i one in a kind uh, and i think that goes back to to probably something i would like to share and it's probably my where my passion comes from sharing with young people or and particularly young women yeah you need to be much bolder in your goals and aspirations. Yeah. That uh, you're acknowledging freely that you are one in a kind and these are your unique skills and talents. It took me a long time to, to be able to say that about myself. And yes. probably that's something female. I don't know. It's definitely something about me. I thought, okay, yeah, I know this and that and all of those things, but I could be so much better in this and that. Yeah. So always having... The, the the deficiencies or the flaws or where you could improve much more in the focus than, than what, what I can bring to the table. And I think this turned when I realized authenticity and if I bring all out what I, what I, what I am and who I am rather not focusing on who I am not yet, I think moves me much quicker forward and much more successfully forward than always trying to, you know, Work on this still incomplete picture. is there any kind of if, if people are kind of
0: going through this journey themselves right now where they're trying to to you know have that type of growth, uh, are there any tools or tips or tricks that you would recommend for them um, to help get that focus and that reinforcement um, of being authentic but, and on your strength? everybody
1: has to find their own their own ways but uh, but two things, yeah. And again, um I discovered that late in in or, or later in my career, not in the and this this is where the personal transformation comes into place, probably. Yeah. And and I really like your, your uh butterfly logo and the caterpillar, which was by the way one of my favorite books as a kid. <laughs> um, and I think two two things that I would highlight, and the one is abolish the concept of regret, yeah. Uh, make your decisions consciously at the state where you are. And pretty, pretty much you don't, you don't always know everything. You will make mistakes, but don't regret. Yeah. And I think if you, if you don't regret, but go into decisions you take in for your life with all, you know, and, 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 you know, with focus, I think that that helps. Mm. Because not all all decisions will be smart. Yeah. Sometimes you take turns and, and you say, Oh, I wish I would. But if you have regret, that means you put a lot of emotions into your into your past, into what was happening then, and you're not focusing on the future. And the second thing, and I think it's, uh, I like quotes a lot uh, and I have different quotes for different situations in my life. And one, I think, um, professionally, if I had known that earlier or taken it seriously earlier, I think it, I, I probably would have, uh, yeah, reached some goals earlier or easier in my life and that's ask for what you want and don't be surprised if you get it yeah <laughs> and like uh, I think I was for many for for a long time you know oh you shouldn't things will come to you people will see yeah they will yeah that that's not how it works yeah so go go out and be bold and and you know there and don't be surprised if you get it yeah so if the the opportunities come don't say oh now the opportunity is here maybe i'm not the right person i this is something i've i think i have said uh a few times too often
0: that is great ask for what you want and don't be surprised if you get it (laughs) really great really great so barbara if you were to to go back to a younger version of yourself say 10 or 20 years ago and if you were able to write a postcard to yourself back then what would it say and
1: and why first of all I would start with a positive statement to myself and say uh, you're on a great track just continue and I think this reinforcement is something that would have helped me to take the second advice on the on the card um, yeah, be be a little bit more bold, yeah, and 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 uh, learn more about uh, this slogan or that quote that I just stated. Yeah, I think knowing what I know today and how much uh, certain professional environments can really make you thrive. Yeah, so what I do now is is really my calling, and and being more specific about that earlier on, I think I would have had uh, an even greater life, uh, even greater professional life. But I don't regret anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't seem like it. Thank you so much. Uh, I think we've gotten some really, really great nuggets from our conversation with you today. And being curious, uh, making sure that you always have a desire to learn and grow is is key, leaving your comfort zone, because that's where the magic happens. And, and all too often, you know, it's it's hard to do that. And really having um, uh, that toolbox that that personal treasure box, I think that's so cool. And uh, what a fantastic idea. So it's been extremely interesting and fascinating. Um, and I think, you know, you're just, uh, just such a wonderful, warm, extraordinary uh, personality. And I'm sure our listeners are really, really going to Um, enjoy our our conversation today. And we would say you definitely have the coma factor and continue (laughs) to let it shine. Okay. I passed
1: the exam. Thank you so much. (laughs)